0: they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
1: Nathan Wade is the special prosecutor who's really been spearheading this Trump election interference case in Fulton County, more or less since the beginning. He joined in fall of 2021. He's been working closely with Fulton DA Fani Willis as she collected evidence in the case, signed off on subpoenas, interviewed witnesses, helped negotiate immunity deals with um, potential witnesses. Um, And he's known Fulton D.A. Willis for several years now. Um, He was assigned to mentor her back before she became district attorney when she was serving as a magistrate judge. And so he was a part of her transition team, helped her staff up her office, and really has been an integral part of this election interference investigation. So what exactly is alleged here and what evidence is there to support the allegations? These allegations certainly are striking. Um, Ashley Merchant, who's the attorney for defendant Michael Roman, um, has alleged that Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis have been in a romantic relationship since before he was brought on to this case. And she alleges that they've traveled all over the country together. They've taken cruises to the, the Caribbean, allegedly. And that Nathan Wade used some of the money that he earned as pros- special prosecutor in this case to help pay for DA Willis's um, transportation, allegedly on these trips, but. The evidence is is pretty scant in these filings. Uh, Ms. Merchant, the attorney who filed this, uh, mentioned or at least indicated that some of this evidence has been sealed as part of Mr. Wade's divorce filings as, uh, as he battles it out um, with his former wife. And those records have been sealed. She says she's fighting to get a hold of them. Um, but until then, the allegations are out there with not much to back it up. So the big question is, right, this has to do with...
0: Okay, um, Tuesday, nine January year of our twenty year of our Lord twenty twenty four. We're going to go this evening uh, from the situation in Atlanta. We're then going to go to Iowa. We got Garrett Ziegler and Mark, Marco Polo here to make it all make sense to us about Fannie Willis. Then we've got Laura Loomer, who's been on kind of a jihad out there in Iowa. She's going to join us momentarily. Then Joe Allen from Las Vegas. Uh, with the Consumer Electronics Show, where they kind of show you the future. And so he's going to be there. We've got Regenerative Robotics. Uh, we have uh, uh, chip, Advanced Chip Design. Uh, they, N- NVIDIA gave its big conference today. Its speech, its keynote speech. Uh, and, of course, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence, all that. Then we're going to go to Taiwan. In the run-up, our wall-to-wall coverage of the Taiwan election, this really – an uh, incredibly important election to kick off in an incredibly important year. Starts early, January 13th in Taiwan. We'll be doing wall-to-wall coverage on Saturday on this. And then, of course, on uh, Monday night, a week from tonight, there'll be the Iowa caucuses. Um, Garrett Ziegler, Marco Polo, uh, you, to, to say you did a – and remember, I'm a guy who <laughs> kind of got into the laptop from hell to look at the – the trade-off of the CCP and all the money the CCP sent them, and they're, you know, being bought and paid for by the CCP back in July and August of 2020 before the um, before the the election. But what you did with the with the Hunter Biden thing is just monumental. I mean, you really laid it out in excruciating details. I think it's 600 pages. Tell me about what I hear the mainstream media saying, and now the Atlantic Journal-Constitution is reporting this story. cnn 's reporting the story. But they're trying to report it at the same time say, well, there's nothing there. Uh, You are one of the top investigative reporters in this country. Uh, Give me your assessment of this, sir.
2: Well, thank you very much. We found the filing just like everybody else. I don't know Mike Roman very well, and I simply clicked on the PDF, and the difference I think between our group and a lot of other people is that I read every single page. And what they didn't talk about on CNN or in the Atlantic Journal Constitution is two line items that completely, completely contradict what Joey's folks have been saying for years, which is that uh, Nathan Wade, who, by the way, has never prosecuted anything in his life, completely unqualified for this, completely unqualified. I don't know how he was selected other than conjugal relations. But this uh, these these meetings with the White House counsel are the most important part of this filing. Sure, the extramarital affair is you know, immoral and probably against Georgia state statutes. But what I'm concerned with is something that hardly anyone covered. Which is the fact that Joe's White House is, if not directing, at least being briefed on the very prosecution uh, of his political rival. And again, Jean-Pierre lied. Joey lied. Jen Psaki lied. All of these people said that they had nothing to when do you say, with say,
0: Well, hang on. hang on. When, you say Joe, when you say Joe, I just want to make sure people understand. You're talking about Joe Biden himself, the president. Yes. The illegitimate yes. usurper. Yes. Okay, yes, hang on I, for a second. Uh, I want to go back. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're talking $700,000. This guy is her mentor, but is not really a prosecutor. He's got $700,000. The reason that you, that you, Davis, has been able to highlight it in you in detail is that he said billing records, and those billing records are what Mike Romans, when they said they don't have any evidence. Publicly disclosed billing records is what she went through when she sent this filing in. Of $700,000, which people's heads are blowing up on this. But you guys found in the items themselves, I think $2,000 in a block billing for two separate meetings with, uh, with White House personnel to essentially look like update them on the case. Is, that, is this what you're – and you found it from the $700,000, which is like over the top as far as the spending on this thing would go.
2: Yes, this is directly from Nathan Wade himself. So if CNN has a problem with this evidence, they need to go talk to Nathan Wade because this is something that he produced to the Fulton County uh, DA's office to get paid. And again, this was available to anybody who had the PDF. We just being righteous nerds started going through and okay, let's see what this guy actually puts down for hours. 250 an hour. And he, uh, on May 23rd, 2022, uh, he traveled to Athens, Athens, Georgia, you know, where the big state school is. And the line item is quote, conference with White House counsel. Now, I know Mike Davis did a phenomenal, I watched it. Uh, This afternoon. He did a phenomenal job. The only value add that I can have is that we looked up that there is a U.S. Attorney's Office in Athens. And so I'm speculating here, but this is probably what went down. Joey's folks said, Hey, we'll just meet you at the U.S. Attorney's Office. We want a briefing. This was at the same time that Jonathan Sue. Who's since went back to Latham and Watkins was coordinating with NARA on the federal case against Trump. So, if I were in Congress or if the Republicans had a real backbone on this, they would start subpoenaing Jonathan Sue now and figuring out who precisely from Joey's White House counsel was meeting with Nathan Wade. Because either way, they're pinched. I love this because it's it, it crushes any plausible deniability. You know that Jimmy Biden loves that phrase, plausible deniability. They cannot explain this. If they say, Nathan Wade is lying. It's a Georgia state felony, and the billing records are long and he are wrong, and he fleeced the taxpayer. If it's true, that means Joey's lying, and I love these catch twenty two scenarios because we got them either way. Either Joey's coordinating this with the DA's office. Which hold on, hold on. Just,
0: I just want to make sure people understand this. Don't, please don't call me. Let's. It's Biden. I want to make sure we're talking about. You're talking about the president of the United States, the usurper. Yes. You're saying yes. that there, you think there's evidence here that people in the white house counsel's office which directly report to the white house counsel into him inside his white house inside the west wing actually had meetings with the lead which essentially under Fonnie willis is essentially the lead prosecutor is that the, and you're saying it's all in the records and we get you got two things if the guy denies it then it's a felony for false billing right yes. for what he was doing and what he charged and if he doesn't then you you have a smoking gun That shows that biden and the people around him have been lying consistently that they have nothing
2: to do with this totally hands off is is that the case you're making that's a very good summation i'm rarely excited and i'm very excited about this because this is right in the pdf we highlighted it everybody can go uh, to our pages marco polo 501 c3 and we put the exact url to the pdf it's about 150 page pdf and again, everybody was talking about the salacious sex scandal. That is interesting. That is immoral, probably against uh, laws in Georgia. But we think that's secondary to the coordination with President Biden. And we, and again, from their own records, CNN can't argue with this.
0: This is hardwired. Now, walk me through. OK, first, I've heard to go there. One more thing. The – let's leave the, the love affair not that's, – that yeah. is what it is. But the amount of money, I think 700000 and people were saying some of that was because she was basically paying or advance paying for trips that he took her on uh, with Disney cruises to the Caribbean to all these holidays that they went together as a couple and that this was yes. a way to pay for it. Is, 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 are you – because you're a top investigator. Do you think that's a path that people also should go down?
2: Yes, because it's against uh, Georgia state law. She cannot be supervising someone that she's in a relationship with, a personal relationship with. So yes, from a sociological standpoint, the affair is a disaster. but from a legal perspective, we have a lot of teeth here. And that is why I am proud of Mike Roman for for filing this. This was courageous. Uh, and i I think that um, it's a little bit like a Hunter Biden spending report. You saw the indictment in California. They're going on <laughs> cruises here. they They probably have room service. Uh, if if we can get some of these divorce, and we've actually called the 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 ex-wife because there's a, there's a perfect opportunity. Her name's Jocelyn. Uh, Mayfield Wade. She lives in Texas now, and this is somebody who. I mean, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I mean, apparently, based on the filing, he left his beautiful wife for Fanny. I mean, it's un- unreal, on a purely aesthetic standpoint. Fanny's, so hey, there's th- motive there. Did
0: the did the did, 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 did the did the wife have the ability to write him a seven hundred thousand dollar check? Hey, curious minds, curious minds want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, last thing, I just want to make sure. The path to adjudication, because you're an expert. You always think downrange of, okay, we got this. How do we adjudicate it? How do we get in a formal process? In Georgia, we have two things there's this controversy about this law that they're now they're supposed to supervise these things, but the Georgia, obviously, the Georgia legislature doesn't want to do anything. It's Kemp country. Then you've got the ability actually to continue on with the filing and get some actual legal action to court. Walk the audience through. What do you think these two pass? What's the best? Because what we want to do is to make this a thing. As quickly as possible.
2: Well, I've been uh, working on an informal basis with Harrison Floyd's counsel, and so what I would do if I will, if I were unlike Jenna Ellis, one of the co-defendants who hadn't pled, uh, pled out, I would make a filing immediately asking for all records between Fannie and this law offices of Nathan Wade, and um, get credit card statements. All of these things that prove that there was a romantic relationship, if they're cohabitating, all of these things are a violation of law, and then make a motion for dismissal uh, based on that. So if I were one of these co-defendants like Harrison Floyd or, or, or like um, you know uh, DJT, I would be making a motion within a week. I would take Roman's filing, okay. and that's what needs to be the focus, and then the Congress needs to start subpoenaing Jonathan Sue and anybody from Joe's uh, uh, White House counsel. Yep. That would be the next step.
0: Okay, um, and where do people go to get all your information? I want people to go there right now. I want Grayson Mo to push out, so where do they go?
2: Thank you. MarcoPolo501c3.org, and all of our social media got, handles and, are the same. And,
0: and you've got all this up today. People can go through and see how yes. you, you you've got these. High. Okay, last yes. thing, give me a minute on our favorite topic, uh, Hunter Biden. The the you're in the middle of all these investigations, <laughs> and I guess countersuits and lawsuits.
2: Where do we stand? Yes. He gets arraigned on Thursday in Los Angeles for the California indictment for trying, among other things, to write off a sex club expense as a business expense. That arraignment is in front of a district court, Mark Scarzi, uh, Trump-appointed in Los Angeles. We made a motion late. Uh, last month to dismiss his lawsuit against us. So the very court that Hunter Biden is suing Marco Polo and me individually in is the same court he just got indicted in, the Central District of California. So all of these updates can be found at Marco Polo 501c3 on Twitter. And um, okay. you know Kevin Morris. Here's news: Kevin Morris comes in front of Congress the 18th. Nine days. Good lord. Nine days.
0: Uh, arraigned on Thursday, nine days. You're gonna have a busy. Okay. Uh, you're gonna have a busy uh, January, sir. Thank yes. you so much for being on. Thank here. you for your always opportunity. love it, Garrett. Uh, la- l- audience always loves it. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.
0: Now we're gonna go to Iowa, Laura Loomer. Laura, the first question the audience has that follows your Twitter feed: Are you in jail tonight? Are you? F- <laughs> we know it's snowing. It's ten feet of snow. But are every time we're seeing a clip from you. You've got the authorities. You got hotel police. It seems to me you're just sitting there, either trying to have a sandwich or ask a question. Why are why are the why are certain campaigns trying to trying to arrest you, ma'am?
3: <laughs> I guess they just don't want to get loomed. I don't. They don't want to get loomed. It's. Uh, I hear that getting loomed is worse than getting trapped in an Iowa blizzard. And so I don't know, Steve. Look, I'm just a petite, five foot six. You know, I'm 120 pounds. I'm showing up. I'm there just to ask questions that everybody wants answers to. I don't have a weapon and they're so scared of me. And I have now been thrown out of Nikki Haley's events and Ron DeSantis' events for just standing there. I didn't even get to open my mouth before I was thrown out. Generally, I you know, get thrown out after I open my mouth, Steve, but um, they're so scared of me that they actually have you know, memos out to their staffers telling them to remove me. And then today they even had my my Loomer Unleashed correspondence removed as well by the police. So it's out of control, Steve. It's uh, really uh, a sight to see for yourself. But it just goes to show you well, that- You know, you don't have to be a Democrat to weaponize government against your political critics like we've seen in our country today. And and some of the GOP candidates for president are just like the Democrats in that sense. The only one running who has a chance of winning, who actually respects freedom of the press and freedom of speech, Steve, is Donald Trump.
0: Laura, just take a second here and walk us through the types of questions, if you had not been arrested or hassled by either hotel security it's not hotel security's fault. This has been done by the campaigns. I mean, some of your videos are amazing. Campaign a- aides are standing there, forcing the the, the hotel police. What are the, Let's take DeSantis first. What are What are two or three of the questions that you would want to ask that they're so frightened about? And then I want to do Nikki Haley. Just on DeSantis, what What are a couple of the questions that they would actually throw a reporter out with the police?
3: When I showed up to Ron DeSantis' events and Nikki Haley's events, it was on the three year anniversary of J6. And uh, originally I had wanted to, you know, question Ron DeSantis and ask him, you know, why did you say that the January Sixers were not patriots? Why are you allowing for the Capitol police to set up an office in Tampa, Florida for the sake of hunting down Trump supporters, since Florida has the, the highest number of J6 defendants? And when I showed up to Nikki Haley's event, I showed up with affidavits in my hand. And what I wanted to ask her, Steve, was, you know, you say that you are all about family values and she likes to say this phrase, I tell myself, if I can be a good mom and a good wife, I'll be a good president. And so I wanted to ask her, here are two affidavits, one of which was signed by a gentleman by the name of Will Foulkes, another gentleman by the name of Larry Marchant, who said that they had sexual relations with you and also (laughs) signed these documents with the court with penalty of perjury, saying that they had extramarital affairs with you while you were married. So how can you say that, you know, you're a good wife when you're you're cheating on your husband who's deployed overseas, you know, and that's what I wanted to ask her. I also wanted to ask her why she is accepting money from uh, Democrat mega donors like Reid Hoffman, and why, if not, if if she condemns uh, Barack Hussein Obama's former campaign manager David Plouffe uh, encouraging Democrats to vote in the primary to sabotage Trump uh, to influence the primary, I wanted to ask her why she's accepting Democrat donor money and why she is. Uh, working with and colluding with Marxist political operatives who work with o- the Obamas.
0: Uh, you've got a pretty good sense. You know, you've run for Congress, you run a tough primary, you had a tough general, which you almost ran. Let's leave aside the fact of your enthusiasm. People know that you're a big supporter of president Trump, almost like a circuit. Let's, let's put a pin in that, put it off the side just with a cold eye of of being a political operative or being an investigative reporter as you go around give our audience the sense as we're one week uh, from uh, from uh, the caucus night what's your sense when you go to these events before you get tossed is there heat there or or is there excitement enthusiasm where do you think the Nikki Haley and the DeSantis campaign stand with a week to go.
3: Well, look, Steve, these people don't have support. Uh, you know, I just broke a story this morning about how uh, the bar owner who DeSantis blamed, right? He said, oh, you know, it's not us. It's not us calling the cops on you. It's the bar owner. Turns out the bar owner gave me an exclusive statement saying that he's actually a Trump supporter and that Never Back Down was trying to get this bar owner uh, to take a photo with Ron DeSantis and the bar owner respectfully declined. And so they have to literally lie. They have to literally lie and say that the owners of the establishments that they're having events at support them, when in reality, they're just doing it because they want to make money as a business. These business owners are actually for President Trump, which is why it's so funny that you know they're kicking us out of these events. Everywhere I go, people, people say that they're for President Trump. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is getting a lot of people to show up to his events. President Trump has way more than any of the candidates. Uh, Nikki Haley blamed one of her events on the weather yesterday saying that, oh, nobody was there because of the snow, but in the same exact town, Vivek Ramaswamy had four events and 50 people or so showed up to every single one of those events. So the media is lying, okay? And it's just another example of, it doesn't necessarily matter how much money you spend on television ads. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily demonstrate, Steve, the reality on the ground here. Uh, I have taken numerous cabs since I've been here. I have gone to several restaurants. I have gone to the grocery store and everywhere I go, I make sure that I uh, I start small talk with people. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm out of town. I had to go pick this up because I live in Florida and I'm so cold. And oh, by the way, I'm here to report on the caucus. I love President Trump. What about you? Do you love President Trump? I always find a way everywhere I go to mention President Trump, whether it's the waitress, uh, the gas station attendant, Uh, you know, whoever it is at the hotel and every single person loves President Trump so far that I've met. And they want to they want to caucus for him. And that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing everything I can to get people out to caucus for President Trump and confront Nikki Haley, confront Ron DeSantis and expose their treachery out here in Iowa.
0: It's pretty well known that you have been deep into this fight, uh, and it's been unpleasant times with the influencers around uh, Trump. uh, Desantis. So that was his first strategy: get all these influencers and, and drive, uh, drive interest that way. Do you get a sense as you're out there that his team? Because I'm hearing this from people, it's almost like Desantis now is going through the motions. They understand that this thing is decelerating. They're not getting these a bunch of there are a bunch <laughs> of clips on the internet that he showed up to showing up to bars and. People aren't even paying attention to him and Casey as as he walk around. Do you also get that sense professionally? Is that is it look like it's de- Desantis Absolutely. is decelerating there? L- lack of interest is it?
3: Ryan Ryan Tyson, who is one of Ron DeSantis's key advisors. Uh, was quoted uh, with the New York Times saying that we're at the phase of the campaign now where we're just trying to make the patient comfortable. That's a term that you use in hospice care. So they essentially, his own staffers are (laughs) describing the candidate and the failing presidential campaign as a hospice patient. And as you know, uh, the average lifespan of somebody that enters hospice is less than 60 days. They've already pulled the plug on their campaign spending in New Hampshire. There's already a report that just came out in the Hill the other day about how Ron DeSantis is going to be dropping out of this race either the night of the Iowa caucus when he gets blown out by Donald Trump or Tuesday, the very next day. I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to want to face uh, the voters in New Hampshire and let alone, you know, the voters in his own home state of Florida for the March primary because look, that would just be the nail in his uh, political coffin for the rest of his life. I mean, hopefully hopefully that's already shut and we can, you know, bury the casket and say goodbye forever because I prefer to never see Ron DeSantis resurrect his political career. And I say that as a Floridian uh, because I know his wife, of course, is going to make a run for the governor's race because you know they're they're like welfare recipients in the sense that the DeSantis family doesn't know how to uh how to survive without a government salary right so but there's rumors that Casey uh Jill DeSantis will be launching her own gubernatorial bid uh in 2026 so it's done it's over uh Ron DeSantis flew back to Florida today to give his state of the state address and then he's back uh I mean right now as I as I'm speaking with you Ron DeSantis is doing um a town hall here in Iowa And upon entering, the House chamber today in Tallahassee, where he delivered his state of the state address. Ron DeSantis was greeted with booze and uh, people were not really excited to uh, to see him, to which I heard uh, the governor kind of tried to laugh it off by saying, wow, you guys seem a bit restless. No, Ron, it's not that people are restless. They're just sick and tired of having an absentee governor that decided to change the laws in Florida so that he could run for governor and also <laughs> receive a salary as governor of Florida uh on taxpayer dime while he frolics around the country living out his delusions of grandeur thinking that he's somehow going to be president which is never going to happen
0: laura where do people go uh you've got your podcast but where do people go you're putting up stuff nonstop. where do people go on social media to follow you as you cover the run-up to the caucuses next monday night
3: So uh, you can follow me on X and Truth Social and Getter at Laura Loomer. I'm also on Rumble tonight. I'm going to be doing another live episode every Tuesday and Thursday uh, live on rumble.com slash Laura Loomer. I have my show Loomer Unleashed. And so uh, tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's 7 p.m. Central uh, for a new episode of Loomer Unleashed. I'm going to be talking about uh, all things Iowa, everything you want to know about all the candidates here. And I'm also going to be having a watch party. So if you live in Iowa, Iowa, and you're watching right now. Come on out to my watch party. We're going to be—I'm uh, going to be hosting a meet and greet and watch party in Grimes, Iowa. The flyer is on my X account. It's free to come. I'm having food catered. Uh, the food is going to be free, and we're going to be watching President Trump's Fox News town hall. So I would love to come meet you. We're going to be doing a live stream of the show as well. Again, for the details of that, go to my X account, and uh, you can uh, get all the information there. Would love to have you there. Okay, you're You've got to commit last, to us. Sh- let me not, just say one last thing. We need everybody to yeah, caucus sure. for Donald Trump. So be sure that you go the website. The official website is IA as in Iowa, okay? IA.donaldjadetrump.com. So if you live in Iowa and you've never caucused before, you need to get out on Monday, January 15th, and go caucus for Donald Trump. So IA.donaldjadetrump.com jtrump.com it has all the information for how you can caucus and get involved in supporting yeah. president trump
0: young lady just we got a jump we got a hard out but just commit to us you're not going to get arrested between now and caucus night we need you out there in the field laura loomer getting loomer I'll thank you very much short back, break we're gonna go to we're gonna go to vegas next ces joe allen as we head toward a presidential election in november one thing you can be sure of 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898 and secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling? when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks, strong arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal, canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline, making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models and beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple, join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country and our constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Dot com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts, to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner. And you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroClean's developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. Fei, question,
4: uh, true, false. There is an existential threat to humanity from AI.
1: Not now. There is catastrophic so, social risks.
5: Excellent choice. I'll meet you at the end of our journey. Buckle up. So I'm here with my partner, Aggie.
1: We, we are about to take
5: a virtual journey electrically powered vehicle that senses every aspect of your body, your blood pressure, your internal states, your spiritual purity, and it tailors your experience of the artificial intelligence to your mind and body. So here we go. He can you just tell me a little bit about these spectacles you're wearing as we were doing the uh, the bizarre virtual experience I had no idea you were recording me the entire time yeah so these are
6: the meta smart glasses meta stories Facebook glasses I suppose That's I, I, I and um, they capture video they capture cameras it's really cool you don't have to bring out your phone to take pictures but there's a light that shows in the corner that lets you know that you're recording so for privacy corner uh, issues so you press it down there and it just records what you're what you're seeing
5: part of the way you look at these glasses no pun intended part of the way you see the world through these lenses uh is to feed your life into ai (laughs) Uh, ai is going to be
6: curating our life in the future and i think the amount of data that you put into the ai is the information you're going to get out so the better data you can feed into the system the better uh, information and quality you get out. So a lot of people are anxious or concerned about giving too much information to the system, but I feel like if you don't give the information, if you don't put that data into the system, we can't complain if the information coming out is not as good as we expect.
5: You know, a lot of people on like the Christian right make the same argument. It's, uh, it's very interesting. I'm, I'm always pushing back against this idea because as, as we discussed earlier, I'm profoundly anti-tech, but you said that that means the future is just gonna leave me behind
6: yes i think you it's kind of like cars and horses you know i think if you don't get with the cars you have to be on a stable and you, you, you have to be stuck with that technology but so. what, what if they say that you have to become part of your car in order to stay relevant i don't think that you will have to just be more difficult So if you want to drive a car yourself and all the cars are self-driving, yes, it'll be more difficult for you. You'll have to go into a racetrack and drive your cars. But again, it's majority of the people, you know, evolution is always majority that keeps moving forward so a few people may drop off and we'll still look to you for uh, encouragement and to keep us centered but it won't be the majority of the people that's just civilization
5: uh you know i, I oftentimes think of civilization more hierarchically that the, uh, the 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 peak is really where all the action is and the majority is is more enthrall uh to those that are in power um and if that's the case then wouldn't it be that we're a kind of manipulated mass rather than a willful or a willing majority? You have to do things at the 1% or at the top of the pyramid.
6: You just hope that you're doing it for the good of everybody. But the way the universe somehow works, whether we like it or not, if you're not, it finds a way of coming back around. it hey, changes here and um, it's good to stay positive with the change because ultimately we are all going to implement AI and robotics at some point in our lives and it's much better to educate ourselves and also when it comes to children, educate them, allow them to interact with this technology, show them the goods and bads and let them decide how for the future. Right. So
3: when I hear people say AI is here to stay, whether you're afraid of it with some real caveat or you understand that there's opportunity that
1: we can control the AI so that the AIs don't
0: control us. It's not going away. Okay, Okay. welcome uh, back, uh, Joe Allen at CES. Joe, tell us what we just saw there, pretty profound, also very scary.
5: Yeah, the opening there was uh, Fifi Lee, she is a Stanford University uh, AI uh, expert professor. That was one of the more fascinating talks that I've seen here, it's still pretty early, Uh, in the day here, uh, Pacific Time, she was talking about the existential risk uh, involved in AI. And uh, like me, she believes that AI at the moment doesn't present an existential risk. It's not going to come alive and kill us next year. What it presents is a profound social disruption. Uh, What we saw after that, you know, I I was in one of the many uh, kind of virtual reality experiences. Uh, Gentleman just happened to be next to me and he's recording everything on his glasses. So I interviewed him afterwards. Turns out uh, he himself uh, is in tech and uh, quite intelligent, quite good natured. uh, And I would also say uh, to some extent, um, if not naive. Uh, certainly a lot more tolerant of the downsides of all this than I am. Uh, as you can see behind me, uh, this is basically like uh, if the World Economic Forum had a toy store, uh, this would be it. Uh, you know, over my shoulder, you have the rich tech robotics uh, robo, uh, robo barista. And while I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for snooty baristas, uh, I, do, I do kind of hope to keep them human. Uh, here at CES, they're not that concerned with keeping things human, they're much more concerned with building bigger and better machines, oftentimes with the intention of replacing all of us.
0: What have, tell me about the the vibe out there. What, you know, normally a couple things like last year and World Economic Forum is gonna start over the weekend or early next week, Um, you know, like we're one year from the anniversary of artificial intelligence being introduced at Davos. What has been the hot thing out there is the movement, because this this is a way I keep telling people, you can see the future. 90% of the companies you see, the little companies you see, you get pitched on, you'll never see again after a couple of years. They'll be replaced by, you know, 90% more small companies. But there'll be one or two that are actually on top of something, and you'll see that as a major trend. What is your sense of what's out there right now at CES?
5: You know, uh, as we were talking about yesterday, a lot of it is uh, – kind of new ideas that are just destined to disappear after a couple of years. They'll suck up a lot of venture capital. uh, A lot of people will ooh and ah, and they'll go away. The ones that I think will stick around, and again, it's still pretty early. I've got a lot of ground to cover. The ones I think will stick around are the chatbots that we first began discussing about this time last year as they were becoming the big thing at the World Economic Forum. I think you can really get two lessons from that. One what you hear at the world economic forum it's sort of the same sort of thing a lot of it will end up just simply being dismissed a lot of money will get poured into it and an idea will just go away but it was clear that they had their finger on the pulse of the next te- big tech when they were talking about chatbots being the future of not only social interaction and personal uh, relationships with machines, but also everything from education, to healthcare, uh, to military applications, chat bots that, that intelligence agents literally ask for uh, confidential information uh, in order to stay on top of whatever situation they're looking at. Uh, what you can see there too is that at the time, uh, chat GPT was just a sort of vapor in the air. People had barely started using it. Yes, after a month, you had 100 million people downloading and using it. That's a lot. You've got a lot more now. I'm sorry, 10 million people downloading and using it. You've got a lot more now, well over 100 million. Uh, What you see there is that what begins as a little bubble of hype uh, explodes onto the public as uh, oftentimes world-shattering, socially transformative technologies. That's what you see here. Everything is used with a chatbot or another. Every interface has a chatbot. Everyone is talking about artificial intelligence as not just a kind of tool that helps people organize data or get through their day. No, a lot of people, including the gentleman that you heard me interview there, uh, they, they see AI as a kind of entity, as a mind, oftentimes either in veiled or explicit language They talk about it as if it is a God, a God that will gather our data and improve our lives and eventually be in more control than any one human being or any one human organization uh, could ever hope to be. That, Steve, I think is the most disturbing idea floating through the air. The idea that artificial intelligence isn't necessarily just a tool. Artificial intelligence has a sort of spiritual element and they are more than happy to see it arrive and they are more than happy to submit to it in many of these situations.
0: Uh, Last thing, uh, Joe, before we let you go is, um, did NVIDIA give its keynote yet or that'll be later in the day?
5: Uh, Yes, Uh, you know, uh, really interesting stuff. Obviously the the GPUs are what drive all of this, the graphic graphic processing units. Uh, So they unveiled some of their new processing units. Uh, Yeah, they're going to uh, speed up the game, so to speak. Uh, You'll see larger and larger and larger models trained because of that hardware. Uh, but really, you know, Steve, the, the most interesting stuff that I've seen here so far uh, has been uh, the, the interactions with the people. Yes, you have all sorts of insane gadgets. You got the Roborock, you've got, uh, you know, the, uh, the Amicas and all these various toys again uh, for tech geeks. But as I meet these people and as I talk to them about their attitudes about it, I'm always pressing them is there a downside to this where is this going in the long run not just the next uh the next quarter and almost everyone with a few exceptions is completely doe-eyed optimistic and among those who are the exceptions among those who do share that same kind of sense of dread or at the very least a sense that maybe some of these technologies are going to be profoundly dangerous uh they tell me they they can't talk to me on air. They can't really discuss it in public. Their jobs depend on this tech going forward.
0: Wow. Nerdfest. Joe, uh, real quickly, social media, your site, where did everybody get your writings and keep up? This is going to be fascinating and then we're going to roll right into your analysis and assessment of the World Economic Forum next week. Uh, So where do people go?
5: Going to have a ton of stuff up. Go to my social media at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z at Gitter and X. Uh, Also, warroom.org under the Transhumanism tab. I'll have a lot of stuff written up as the week uh, progresses, but a lot more footage and interviews from some of the people who are behind uh, these these bizarre sort of techno-fetishist movements.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Great reporting. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Make sure you me. go to Birch Gold. You see, the future, you see the future that's happening out there? Well, hey, that future is going to be turbulent. It's going to be a lot of anarchy and chaos because of the disruption of technology alone. doesn't even mention about uh, the financial and capital markets. Make sure you go to birchgold.com. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. You've got to make contact with him. Just ask him to get you up to speed on these forces that are converging, the geopolitical, the economic, the financial, the demographic all of it that is converging to drive up the price of gold to uh, all-time highs. Make sure you understand that. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Check it out, Philip Patrick and the team. Talk about turbulence. Uh, It all depends on what happens Saturday. We've got a team there. Colonel John Mills heads it up. Colonel Mills, give us an update of, what, three days, four days away from this historic vote? What do you got for us?
4: Yeah, thank you, Steve. Uh, I got some great uh, clips here. Uh, Had a great uh, press conference with the DPP yesterday. So uh, uh, Vice President Lai, who's running to be president, also his vice presidential candidate, who's really much more uh, uh, edgy and hardcore, uh, make Taiwan great again. Uh, So that was a great conference. Also had a very exclusive conversation with a very, very senior member of the DPP, Uh, So we talked on background. And so a lot of details there. Very, very excellent conversation. Also, uh, uh, Joseph Wu, the foreign minister, we had a great uh, uh, conference with him, press conference. And then right in the middle of it, we had a missile alert launch from China. And that caused absolute uh, uh, confusion a little mini case study in uh uh you know there's capabilities hold, hold it. To tell me whoa whoa,
0: whoa. Tell, tell, hold it tell, tell me tell me what that what do you mean is that happening on a regular basis was this time to get emphasis during this uh there's during this week on the run up
4: oh i think it absolutely was an intentional message by the uh, chinese absolutely intentional even if it was a commercial space launch Uh, I think it was intentional. And everybody I talked to, they had never seen. It's essentially a national amber alert. Uh, Nobody had ever seen anything like this before of a missile launch. It shows where you got to keep a human in the loop in these AI-enabled alert systems here because the language, it was messed up in Mandarin. It was messed up in English. Uh, There was a missile launch, okay? But it probably should have said something more like, Space launch over Taiwan, but again, you don't know these things for sure during a ballistic, during a missile launch. Is it a space launch, or is it carrying ordnance, or a high explosive, or even nuclear warhead? You don't know these things, and these, 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 these alert systems just have seconds to make decisions and, and and spit out. Uh, spit out these messages. And this is where you gotta get a human in the loop to really make sure both the Mandarin. Uh Joseph Wu was even confused because he had to read it on stage. And uh uh it didn't quite come out because actually the way in Mandarin it came out, it sounded like either South Taiwan or Vietnam. So that's a confusing message. Wow. So the Mandarin characters let me,
0: let me, let ask, you, let me ask you let me ask you let me ask you on the uh on the uh, intensity enthusiasm. They had set in 2020. They had uh, tw- they had 75 percent turnout, I believe, is your sense of being up there for a couple of days ago, these press conferences. Do you get a sense of this enthusiasm is it you're going to have 75 percent of the folks in Taiwan actually vote?
4: Yeah, I would say so. We got some great clips we could jump to on that. Uh, but yeah, absol- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this is the end. You can see it every every few minutes. There's some kind of mini rally, uh, mini uh, kind of a Trump-like uh, megatrain rally of, of cars and vehicles, mostly for the DPP. So this whole tightening thing, I'm not sure I totally understand that. There's been also, uh, it was revealed that almost 200 have been arrested under the anti-infiltration law, and this is accepting foreign money uh, for election activities. In fact, Co, the TPP candidates, kind of the third, kind of the Ross Perot but he's a doctor. Um, they've been arrested. And and a lot of the transactions have been through cryptocurrency. So that's the, the nefarious wow. dark side of the cryptocurrency. But almost 200 have been arrested. That's kind of a big deal. And this was a big deal because in 2019, uh, they enacted this anti-infiltration law. And immediately, literally, uh, the Taiwanese are so good about this. You even hint or suggest something and they will carry it out immediately in detail and they arrested a whole bunch of kmt dirty folks in 2019 uh in december 2019 uh that kept the 2020 january election clean But yeah already 200 arrests under that uh the, the chinese are trying to throw this no 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 question about it and uh, the press conference uh with uh lie and shao um, by kim was just awesome peace through strength you know their 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 theme is Team, uh, Team Taiwan and uh, we're essentially make Taiwan great again. And, you know, it's all about peace through, wow. through strength, strong economy, strong Perfect. defense, and international uh, cooperation yep. and coordination.
0: John, John we got to bounce. Uh, we'll get to the clips tomorrow when we get you up here in the 6 o'clock hour. Where do people go? What's your social media? How do people follow you during the day, overnight our time, but during your day as you go around and do your
4: reporting? Uh, Colonel Rhett John, Substack, Getter, and Truth. Uh, Colonel Rhett John, Substack, Getter, and Truth. Also, John Mills on LinkedIn. I also have a a new show, American Out Loud, uh, at the National Security Hour. I do a weekly podcast there. And also doing a new show on on, uh, Worldview Television with Brandon Howes, The Situation Room.
0: Fantastic. Colonel, uh, Colonel, thank you very much. Look forward to getting you back on here tomorrow.
4: Okay, thank you so much, Steve.
0: Breaking, breaking news. We're going to cover wall to wall Taiwan. Remember, our Saturday show will be totally dedicated to the results. There will be breaking all types of other news, too, about the last weekend in Iowa. Speaking of uh, breaking news, there's a tweet out that said that uh, Speaker Johnson, I'm not making this up. Speaker Johnson just met with a select group of Republicans and what he told him is that a government shutdown would not help the Republican Party, would not help the Republican members in Congress. We beg to differ, sir. If you're going to sit there and be uh, have the fear of God put in you by Biden and his demons and not shut down the border and you're doing it because your are pollsters or your operatives, this shows you how gutless you are. This shows you how stupid you are. You have to man up. We are if you do not shut down the uh, close the border. If you don't shut down the border and seal it, you must shut down the government. You can't fund this thing anymore. And right now, the deal that you got on the table is absolutely horrific. It will never pass. And if you have to pull the tricks of all these rules and have to get around the rules and have to use Democrats, then you should just resign. We have to go to a, the next Republican who is prepared to dig in here and fight. Um, Jim Ricards, Rickards was on the show today. It was fantastic. We took an entire hour. Make sure you go to Strategic Intelligence right now. See if you want the newsletter. Uh, I get so many uh, compliments and, and positive feedback. He's going to become a regular on here to break down what's happening geopolitically and in economics. Remember, he said today you can't understand politics unless you understand economics. They're inextricably linked, and that is the thesis of the show. And now we have a working class and middle class audience that understand that. That's, remember, in the old days with these budgets and all the stuff, they could just give you happy cl- talk, talking points. Oh, it's the greatest budgets ever been done. He tried to sell that. Johnson tried to sell it to the major donors last night, and they went nuts on him because they understand the math. He tried to sell this as oh, it's got significant cuts, has no cuts. It's actually increasing spending, and you're giving a Keynesian stimulus when we, the last thing we need. We talk about Mac direction now. The last thing we need is that he's giving them child tax credits and others—a Keynesian stimulus—so that they can juice the economy and get more votes. It's just insane every way. So make sure you go to Strategic Intelligence. This is Jim Rickards' newsletter. Uh, he's going to be a regular on the show. Really uh, fortunate to have that. Also, remember immunity, your brain and your heart. Sacred human grass-fed beef liver. The greatest concentration of nutrients, vitamin, what, B12, A, D, all of it. Go check it out today at uh, sacredhumanhealth.com. Get in there and check it out. Okay, Lou Dobbs, follow us, the great Lou Dobbs. We're going to be back at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. The worm is going to be intense. But you know what? I think that's the way you like it. Be man in the ramparts. See you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get your Warpath coffee, get a hot mug, and be with us at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when you'll be in the war room tax network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems if you owe back taxes COVID was your lucky break tax courts shut down the IRS paused and you skated well baby that party is over The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes, plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. 100,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it.